another 2010 Candidate Series podcast. Today I'm speaking with State Representative Melvin Everson, a candidate running for Labor Commissioner in the July 20th Republican primary. Uh, Melvin, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Jason. Great you, to be with you. You told me you had four stops today. Where'd you? Where have you been all day? Uh, first, I made an appearance in my church. I always start my Sundays off at my church as much as possible. Then I had to address the congregation at Mount Carmel uh, Christian Church in Stone Mountain at uh, 11 o'clock. And then from there, I addressed the 912 group up in uh, Kennesaw. Great turnout there, very well received. And from there, I came back to Lawrenceville to, aggra- to address a Haitian group there as well and got a lot of support there. Contrary to what a lot of people believe, uh, Haitians are very conservative in their views. Well, last week I talked to your colleague, uh, State Representative Tom Knox, who's running for insurance commissioner, and I asked if he had recovered from the session. I imagine it's, it's tough going through what was probably one of the most difficult sessions in, in some time to campaigning full-time without much of a break. Uh, so are you holding up pretty well? I'm holding up very well. I never slowed down, even during the session, as long and arduous as it was. I uh, kept my appointments. Uh, I just was not able to raise any funds due to, due to the ethics laws that we are under. Uh, but I made my appearances while I was still in session, and it made for a long day. And I am energized and ready to go and meet more voters uh, with my message of getting Georgians back to work. Well, you're, you're probably one of the hardest working candidates I've ever seen. You're, you're constantly updating your Twitter account and your Facebook account. So uh, that's kudos to you because uh, I know during the session it was tough. And, and then, you know, coming out of the session, you're, you're going nonstop. So uh, kudos to you for doing that. But let me ask you, what's your background and what drew you into this race for labor commissioner? What drew me into this race for Labor Commissioner were a couple of things. Uh, Number one, uh, it's a personal thing. I've had so many calls from individuals in the last two years in regards to their encounter with the Labor Department uh, via uh, seeking uh, employment, via seeking on getting unemployment benefits uh, approved, and and. The other issue was the number of jobs that were being lost in in this economy in Georgia and specifically across this country. So uh, with my background as far as almost 20 years of corporate experience working in human relations, uh, human resources, uh, hiring, training, um, dealing with unemployment, dealing with workers' comp, uh, in addition to working with uh, corporate America, uh, working for staffing agencies, finding jobs, matching uh, those applicants to those uh, jobs, it was ideal for me to go into this area and I have the necessary skill and background to make this work and get jobs for Georgians. Now, a lot of people may, may think that the Labor Commission office is mostly dealing with unemployment and helping put Georgians back to work, but it also has some regulatory uh, uh, responsibilities as well. What, what are what are the, all the duties of the office? Well, the, the, the duties of that office is very, is very it varies. Uh, you have the uh, litigation department there as far as making sure the laws are in compliance with the federal laws, and you have a legal department in that uh, labor department. In addition to that, you have a safety department in that department that monitors and inspects all of the elevators throughout the state. 
in all the buildings in the state. In addition to that, we have the vocational rehab section under the Labor Department that works with physically handicapped or physically challenged citizens of Georgia to get them into the labor market and the workforce. In addition to the Roosevelt Rehab Center down in Warm Spring that specifically works with veterans that are coming back from war that have been wounded in war, and we work with them specifically to get them back up to speed to get them into the workplace as well. So it's more than just processing unemployment claims. Uh, It's a plethora of responsibilities there, and on top of all of that, it works closely with the Workers' Compensation Board when an employer, when an employee is injured on the job, he or she uh, has to go through the workers' comp process to qualify for worker comp claim and, until that individual gets back on his or her feet to go back to regular duty. So it, it's a lot of issues that the Labor Department that deals with, and I am very familiar with uh, all of those, and that's what makes me uniquely qualified for this. The unemployment rate in Georgia, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, is 10.6%. So how would you better assist Georgians into finding work? Well, it's going to have to take a, we're going to have to take a different approach than what we're doing now. First, we're going to have to create the environment through the free market system and the free enterprise system to get jobs back in the economy through the private sector. And you do that by working with your economic development department, your Georgia General Assembly, and all the constitutional officers around the state to speak off the same uh, sheet of music, so to speak, to let the business world know that Georgia is open for business. And you go into these communities and work with your chamber of commerces, you work with your trade and technical schools, and you work with your, those individuals in this economy that are looking to start jobs or start businesses to create jobs, I should say. And from there, you create the environment that, okay, it's okay to start a business, the infrastructure's in place, everything we need to succeed as a business is in place. And so those businesses will begin to hire and get people off the unemployment roll and thereby reduce the unemployment rate from the current 10.6% that it is in Georgia. Um, Ironically, it's a little higher than that, when you factor in those that are underemployed and those that have just uh, given up for whatever reason, you're looking at more around 14% statewide. Depending on where you are in the state, the further north you go, up in the carpet industry area, Dalton, uh, Whitfield County, Murray County, White County, up in that part of the state, mm-hmm. it's more like 17 or 18%. Now, you go south of Macon, down in the agricultural belt of the state, in the Albany, Valdosta, Moultrie, Tifton, Fitzgerald, Irvington, Irvinville, down in that area, it's more like 22% because they were hemorrhaging jobs anyway, and their main job source down in that part of the state is agriculture. And with the uh, industry being the way it is now, um, they're hemorrhaging jobs much more so than the metro Atlanta area, speaking of which the metro Atlanta area is relatively high itself. Well, what was some legislation passed during the most recent session that was aimed at getting Georgians back to work? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm one of the co-sponsors of uh, 
House Bill 1023, which was the Jobs Act bill sponsored by Representative Tom Graves, which would incentivize companies that hired individuals off the unemployment roll and put them back to work, that company would have been would be given a tax credit. In addition to that, the angel investment part of that bill, which would allow the companies to invest those funds for future expansion for that uh, business without being taxed. So that was one. And then I had House Bill 964, which was for new startup small businesses, didn't get out of committee. And it basically said if you started a new business for the first five years of adjusted gross income up to the $50,000, that business would not pay any state income taxes on that, state income taxes on that business. The primary purpose behind that was to take those funds, expand that business, hire individuals, put them to work, thereby reducing the number on the unemployment roll to grow this economy. What do you see as the main obstacles to job growth in Georgia? Uh, the obstacles, uh, there are a couple of things that we have to address, and that's why I want to work hand-in-hand with all the constitutional officers of this state, specifically the superintendent of schools, because the education component of jobs is a critical area for us. As corporations look to relocate a business or a business look to start up in a particular geographical area, a couple of things they look at first. They look at your infrastructure, see if your roads are there, the water, and see if you have the infrastructure in place to support their business. Uh, In addition to that, they look at the educational level of the workforce. If the level of the workforce, the education level of the workforce is not up to standard, chances are that business will not relocate to that geographical area or to that state. So that's why we have to work collaboratively with the superintendent of school in a joint effort to impress upon our students in our K through 12 school system how important it is to enroll in school, apply yourself, and excel to your highest potential and finish high school which will better position you to become uh, gainfully employed uh, when these jobs become available. If you decide to go into your traditional four-year institution or if you decide to go into a technical or trade school, we need to better prepare our students to be exposed to those areas and get them skillfully trained and educated in those areas so these jobs will come to Georgia and when these corporations decide to relocate here, they can be assured of several things. Number one, Georgia has the infrastructure in place. Number two, Georgia's tax rates are very competitive with surrounding states. Number three, the skilled labor workforce is there. I don't have any hesitations about moving there because I know I will be able to hire skilled labor employees to put to work. And in addition to that, everything else will come into play. What are some policies from the national level that could hurt jobs in Georgia? Well, a couple of things that have happened in the past couple of months. Uh, If I've ever seen a job killer, that is the national health care bill. If I've ever seen a job killer that's coming down the tube, that is the cap and trade. Three common denominators I hear as I campaign around this state. Small business owners alike, as well as large business, uh, corporate America, they can withstand a lot of this, but even corporate America is beginning to cry out now. 
businesses and corporate uh, small business owners and corporations are saying three things. We need less taxation, less litigation, less regulation. So what they're doing in Washington, D.C., makes it more difficult for us as a state to bring in those very uh, uh, needed jobs, those much-needed jobs in the state of Georgia. But I am very optimistic with the upcoming election that a lot of that is going to change, and we're going to get back to the free market, the private inter- uh, free enterprise system to get this economy going again. Well, those are a couple of things that could really hamper uh, what we're attempting to do here in Georgia and will further stifle the slow recovery that is taking place now, which um, by many uh, projections, this recovery should have been well underway. But it's not simply because of federal regulations and policies that are being implemented and bantered around uh, up in Washington, D.C. So those are some very uh, various issues that I feel will be uh, very harmful to the economy in general. What policies should Georgia adopt to encourage future economic growth and promoting a strong workforce? Well, a couple of things we can do. We, uh, we did one this past session. We, uh, we passed a comprehensive water conservation bill that will further encourage job growth in Georgia. Uh, number two, we passed a very much needed transportation bill <laughs> that will, once it goes to the people in Georgia in November, they will decide whether or not they want to assess themselves with a one-cent sales tax to improve the transportation arteries in the state, which is vitally important as we look at the Port of Savannah, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, in the southeast. And with the dredging of that port and, and the deepening of that port, that will enable Georgia to accommodate those Panama ships when the Panama Canal opens up. That's going to double the size of cargo that's currently being uh, brought into that port in Savannah. Once that cargo comes into Savannah, we, we need em, uh, em, employees to hire workers to process that. But the biggest complaint we're having out of Savannah is once we bring it in, we don't have the infrastructure as far as the roads to get it up the eastern board, seaboard um, coastline uh, along I-95 um, in Savannah, get it up through the rest of the part of the uh, country. So with that transportation bill, I think that will set the course for future economic growth in this state. In addition to that, as I stated before, uh, the Jobs Act bill and with some further uh, addressing of tax policies here in the state of Georgia to make Georgia more competitive with surrounding states such as Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. Especially with our corporate income tax rate, we can address that and set some policies in place to make Georgia a little more competitive. Do you think we should just repeal the corporate income tax to make Georgia <laughs> the most competitive? I, I'm not in objection to that at all. I mean, speaking of, I mean, you know, Georgia has this, I mean, not Georgia, but the United States has the second highest uh, corporate income tax in the industrialized world. Isn't it time just to, to ax it completely? I, I, I would be highly in favor of that, and that's another thing that a lot of business owners have told me around the state that 
The reason a lot of corporations go overseas is because of the high corporate income tax rate. Yeah, and I, they can't afford to pay it, so they go overseas where the corporate income tax rate is low, and they get more bang for their buck. So I am not in objection to that at all. That's one thing I've never understood from from liberals and protectionists that we're losing jobs overseas. Well, if you look at it, we have such a burdening tax system with the corporate income tax, it just it just bogs down American jobs. That's why we're losing jobs. Exactly, and that goes back to what I stated earlier. Three things are common denominator is what I'm hearing around this state. Taxation, litigation, regulation. Right. Well, speaking of regulation, you mentioned earlier regulation can inhibit businesses from growing. Right. So what are some regulations that your office oversees that you would encourage the legislature to do away with? Well, uh, first of all, I would have to go in and do uh, for what I want to do as a labor commissioner, go in and do a forensic analysis and see what's working and what's not. I can't point to you off the top of my head what's out there that's hindering. I want to go in and take an in-depth look at what's going on with that department. And from there, I will come back and make recommendations as far as what we can do with that. I know that there are some in there um, that we can specifically do without. Uh, but I want to go in and look at all of them and do a forensic analysis of it and then come back with a recommendation as far as what we can repeal and do away with. Well, Melvin, thank you very much for your time. Where can we find you on the Internet, and do you have any final thoughts for listeners? Uh, you can find me on the Internet at melvineverson.com. And the final thought for listeners to the audience out there, uh, I want to be your labor commissioner. I know I can get this economy going again. You will not find a commissioner that will work as hard as I will to make sure jobs are available for Georgians, and we will make sure that takes place through the free market private enterprise uh, system for the state of Georgia. Well, Melvin, again, thank you very much for your time. Um, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, if you're still listening, uh, all the podcasts are available on peachpundit.com. Um, we also are avail- have them available on iTunes now. You can download them and just put them straight on your um, your iPod if you uh, if you want to. So uh, we'll be back soon with another candidate. Thanks for listening.